0: listen up gotham this is batman tune into the bat fanatic podcast with sammy warm hands and if
1: you don't i'll be coming for you hey everybody it's the dark not of rap sammy warm hands and this is the bat fanatic podcast and one of these days i'm gonna make a super cut i'm just gonna edit From every one of my records All the tiny little Batman and DC references So you can hear why I fucking say The Dark Knight Rap every time But for now I am joined by my co-hosts Ben and Evan as always We've got to shout out our longtime friends Radar Toys right here in Eugene, Oregon You can go to RadarToys.com Get free shipping in the US And save an additional 10% Using the code BATFANPOD Alright, now today we are going back into Black Label DC territory. This is an Italian artist and writer, one of my absolute favorites. This is Enrico Marini's The Dark Prince Charming. Okay, this is Batman The Dark Prince Charming. Dropped in 2017, overseas actually. 2018 here in the States. This was Written and illustrated by Enrico Marini. End of credits.
2: Yeah, that's nice.
1: First good sign, right?
2: If the credits list is so short, do you have to go into like editor, publisher, paper maker, (laughs) artist
1: relations?
2: Yeah, anything.
1: Yeah, exactly. The chief creative officer, Jim Lee, you know. Batman originally created by Bob Kane (laughs) and
0: Bill Finger Dick. Bill Finger Dick.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Fold him. laughs> this is the book that you got me that little fold out in the past that shows Batman with the cityscape. That's this, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to talk about that because I have a cousin who lives in France. He might have been in Italy at the time actually, but he works for a, a publisher. And they were releasing a new Batman title from an Italian artist. He's like, Yeah, check this out. He sent me like a, a package for my birthday. And it had all this promo shit. It had a big poster of, like, a two-page splash here towards the beginning of Batman on a rooftop looking over the city. And then a smaller one, which I gave you, It had a big sheet of Batarangs that, like, would be punched out, you know, in a comic store. It might hang from Fishing Line or something like that. And just, yeah, it sent me all this cool promo shit. And it's like, yeah, man, it's uh, coming out over here. I don't know if it'll come out over there, but uh, seems pretty cool. I thought you'd like it. You know, happy birthday and very strangely I talked to my cousin Chris maybe once a year and uh, he just emailed me today <laughs> saying like hey check out this Batman article I thought was interesting by the way I'm coming to town I'm like that's random Also, this, is that your one
0: means of human interaction with other people is Batman related things <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: that's a common I mean, holiday. in the case of you guys right. yes and cousin Chris and- you're right yeah Anyway, that was very nice of him. I thought it looked great. I saw that it dropped over there. And I kept waiting for them to announce it here. And it took a while. And so I I really had quite a bit of anticipation when it finally dropped. You know, I got the hardcover first edition. Very excited about it. And it was so beyond... My expectations, like it was. I mean, I'm sorry that you guys had to read such a terrible, shitty book this this week. <laughs> uh, I know this was really a, a chore to get through. No, well, this is I, one that you had before we did the podcast that you had
0: brought up either when we had been talking about like getting back into Batman or reading like the Snyder stuff uh-huh. of like a really exciting thing that got you back into it, or just like not got you back into it, but revitalized your interest in yeah, this in these kind of one off things.
1: Blew me away, yeah, because I, I was. Again, looking forward to it, and when I finally picked it up, I couldn't believe how much I loved it on every level. This has been on my list since before we started recording episodes for the show. I don't know why it took so long to get to it, but I'm glad we did. I mean, what were your guys' initial thoughts?
2: That's the best combo when you get hyped up for whatever reasons, and then because you create this potential in your head. I mean, you just get some promo stuff from your cousin overseas, you don't really have any reason to expect like anything of it, but you'll build up something regardless, and you imagine it to be something, and then to have it delivered is—that's always the best case scenario.
1: Yeah, and that's like my worry with the Suicide Squad coming out this week is like everyone's like it's the best reviews and fuck, oh my god, it's the best DC movie, and oh man, it's so good. Yeah, bad. when that one fucker spoiled that everyone dies in it, thanks a lot. I haven't seen the movie. I'm just saying, before it came out, that's what they're promoting. Don't get too attached. That's what they're going to do. They're going to live up to the name. That's the mission statement. I anyway, have to go home. All,
2: always best to avoid all the hype and stuff. If I if I generate my own hype, then that's cool. But if it comes from other people shoving their hype down my throat, then I don't like that.
3: Yeah,
1: you prefer other things being shoved <laughs> in there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I only put my own hype in my there throat. There we go. Another one-star, one-star review. review.
1: <laughs> God, low-hanging fruit. <laughs> hey, I cut a really good joke from the last episode because it was too filthy. So I'm well, trying my best. Can say you, it
2: again and leave it in this time.
1: That's a good laugh, but a bridge too far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. Ben, what were your initial thoughts here? Well, I don't remember, because I read it after you recommended
0: it to me Oh, a year ago or two years ago. But like my initial thoughts this time, because I didn't quite remember how I felt about it other than I liked it. Uh, it's gorgeous. It looks so good. I'll say right off the bat, I'm not super into the visual redesign of the Joker. So that put me a little negative at first. But... The visual redesign of Batman is stunning. And Catwoman yeah. looks great. I think it's just, it's so... I can appreciate that it's not an edgelord Joker. It's more clowny, more like European clown or old-timey clown. I
1: would venture to say this is the best Joker, writing-wise. Yeah, it's very good, very solid. It's just very true to the character. He talks about killing his parents, and it doesn't come across like uh, an angsty yeah, teenager no.
0: who's so fucking hardcore. that. He's-
1: <laughs> well, and what you said about the redesign at first it was alarming to me too i remember that but it's a real page turner you know so mm-hmm. i remember like really loving it anyway and then um by the time i get through it i was like okay i really like this joker and when joaquin's joker came out i thought ooh, i don't know about this look and then after a little bit i was like well wait a second that's the Marini look with the diamonds over the eyes and shit. Like, it's very similar it's to It's more that. like traditional clown. Yeah, but it's more like a 70s version of that. And I thought that was pretty cool. Once I actually saw the movie, then I was bought into it again. But, like, if you, if you just see a picture of it, you're like, that's odd. Well, and it seems like something changes
0: because it's two issues, two books. Yeah. The second book, something changes in the design. I don't know if the hair changes a little bit, and I was more on board. Maybe he's just got he's like disheveled because he's been beat up or something, but it's a little more what I like. His something about the spiky hair is. So this whole book has a kind of almost manga anime style to it, mm, and overall, it I actually really like it. But
1: that's the one character where it's too much for me. I, maybe it's just the spiky hair. Well, and Harley's a pretty big twist too in terms of her visual. I mean, the dress and the kind of like upskirt thing going on, yeah. and like her her hair with the big fucking big pigtails yeah um. but because that one is
0: so extreme where like the joker one rides the line it still is the yeah. joker It's yeah. more subtle or like the batman one when i walked in here looking at your big poster of ben affleck oh yeah the face of this batman that's what it looks like to me the body is unique and has a different style but like this is the only comics batman i've seen that looks like ben affleck well even his
1: batmobile looks like the bvs batmobile Mm. marini's a good guy to follow online because i mean he does interact with his fans he posts a lot of character sketches you know i picked up this batman from him but yeah like he's a good guy to follow on there because he does interact with people and i remember at one point saying to him like man like this this is a spot on for affleck like i don't know if that's an like a direct influence or whatever but I've said that, I've seen other people say that and he always likes people's comments and Well, even you know.
0: just in the sense like where I, as I've said, I think Ben Affleck is the best visual of yeah. Bruce Wayne Batman. Yeah. So whether it, it comes from aping the Ben Affleck look or just like zeroing in on huge white dude with a square jaw, who yeah. doesn't look like a caveman, who doesn't look like I don't know, it's just a very refined look. Like, this is a guy who could be James Bond also. This the way this Bruce Wayne looks to me. Just something about the yeah. the design of it. Yeah, he's a great Bruce Wayne.
2: While well, you guys were talking about Harley Quinn's redesign, I was thinking that part of it is that she hasn't been around nearly as long as the Joker has. But if you created a character who had kind of an iconic look, but also had like a rapport of just anything can be this character where they're consistently changing stuff rather than these like big character redesigns and stuff, because What if you just had a character who was randomly pulling stuff out of the closet and they always looked like themselves, but part of their gig was looking kind of different all the time?
1: Oh, like Catwoman in Earth 1, Volume 3?
2: She got dressed (laughs) in the dark and she looks different in every single panel. Her entire wardrobe is like Rorschach's mask where it just (laughs) changes the entire time. But then you have a character like the Joker who is so iconic. So when you start to mess with stuff, you're like... Like if you put him in blue jeans, you'd be like, no, no. Nah.
0: <laughs> now I kind of want to see that. I mean, that's, yeah,
2: that's not the Joker. That, so because you got you see these what, the Joker are, who works
0: at an office, or a Home Depot, or like yeah, <laughs> an office at Casual Friday. <laughs> okay, <You> know,
2: <laughs> what's that? Pop copy or whatever. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. yeah. fuck them. That's why.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you create these characters that are so in the way that fans can be about stuff. You create these characters that are so iconic that. Unless you do a redesign, that really pulls it off. Um, and in that case, you may even still catch flack because people will probably still be like, well, "That's not that. He needs to look the same all the time." but well, I think just you draw hit it, it a different way.
0: You hit it on the head with that because it's for our age. We talk about like the most iconic Joker is Jack Nicholson and Mark Hamill. That's the look of the Joker that we're used to. And then I think you hit it on the head with, and neither of them have diamonds painted over their eyes. Yeah. Because they both have the yeah. same clown design, which is not this design. Yeah.
2: Not so much Batman because you lose a lot of the facial features, but Marini's Bruce Wayne super looks like an anime or a manga character. Oh, yeah. Like the eyes, the chin. I don't know if he's inking over watercolors or if it's just black watercolor for the lines over watercolor washes I'm not sure how he works but something about the line weight is different when you're working with a brush and and just his chin and stuff he looks angular and sleek and you said refined and I thought that that was really good he he looks like a billionaire when he's supposed to look like a billionaire dude looks like big and clean and cut the whole time
1: Looks like he's played a lot of lacrosse in college or something, right? But he also Pickle takes ball. care of his skin and he's got like
0: <laughs> Yeah, he, he
2: looks like he moisturizes. Yeah.
0: He only shaves after a certain number of days to always have the perfect five o'clock shadow. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: hangs upside down and he makes sure to take care of his skin. <laughs> yes.
1: He bends over and speaks from his rear.
2: <laughs> well, I was really digging this right off the bat, partially because it's so different, but also I really like watercolors just as a medium anyways, the looseness of it and the way that when you work with watercolor and you create a wash and the stuff blends together so you don't have these like hard transitions between colors and stuff naturally blends and and it really aids itself to like sunsets or the cityscapes in this naturally look extra atmospheric because of the watercolor
0: layers. One of my favorite shots, if not my favorite shot in this book is near the end, the two-page spread of batman on like a spire or something above oh. the city and you can't see and the streets because like of the smoke yeah, yeah yeah it's kind of an orange yeah. i mean that's he's
2: like hugging the antenna like a sad boy
0: well he's like uh he's luke skywalker at the end of empire strike yeah Back. yeah it's, totally. it's cloud city
2: <laughs> that's
1: oh that's my fucking note i put that in my easter eggs so i was like <laughs> oh, I've stolen oh nice. the cloud city shot but yeah. it's, it's
0: just beautiful and like that's a perfect example of my love for the way he draws gotham but also that it, again it reminds me of like Akira or something like it it looks like an enormous city that just goes on forever and yeah. is huge and industrial and old
1: and and it's got kind of this like sepia tone Batman mm-hmm. begins quality about it mm-hmm. too that's kind of neat i just think it's very refreshing because you don't see it a lot and to have you know the character design so well thought out and so on model and yet with a different medium i think that makes a big difference you know
2: yeah just coloring in this way and coloring stuff in a traditional way and then scanning it just instantly makes stuff different there's something about like digital art even the inks and stuff is so common nowadays and i i get why it's probably like way messier you're not actually accumulating papers easier Um, to
0: undo something
2: yeah, yeah, way easier to erase stuff. File transference, you know, you don't even have to scan something, you just send it to the colorist or whatever. But I can spot this stuff still. And there's something different about a tangible medium. And then, specifically, something like watercolor, because watercolor paper is different. You know, it's thicker yeah. and it's, it has pockets and it's made to be absorbent because the material is so wet. But then that also adds a textural layer that other stuff is just devoid of. It doesn't exist when you're drawing on, like, normal, smooth Bristol board. The watercolor paper just instantly adds extra to it. I think it's super cool.
1: Well, let's get into the story. It opens with a kidnapped kid in some kind of basement cell or whatever calling for help, and the person who responds to the call is a joker holding an open straight razor. And one thing you notice right away is it's like two pages here, two pages there. We're like cutting back and forth. Things are moving quickly. It's paced very briskly. Alfred finds a package on the porch and delivers it to Bruce. He sees the purple and green wrapping and thinks, so he is alive. And he knows. Then we see Joker and all of his clown-masked goons in a car chase. And the dialogue in this scene first impression was like oh this is a perfect joker like it's spot on when there's a loud siren from the cop car behind him and he turns to one of his guys with the gatling gun and says will you turn off that annoying sound you know it's like sure thing boss." you know this is what tommy lee jones was going for
0: (laughs) oh (laughs) no this Uh, is
3: the
1: vibe he was aiming for he uh Literally kicks his driver out of the moving van and says, "Feel free to smoke outside."
2: This is, this is like your favorite Joker because he hates drugs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> straight edge all the way. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. That's nice. I've never been one for the hardline straight edge. You know, he's murdering people for it. I'm not yeah. really about that because it, it sure. contradicts the
0: pacifism <laughs> thing.
1: But drugs um, are bad. Murder is awesome. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> his like nonchalance
2: with killing people is pretty funny to me in this because and it's not grotesque it's not uh, whatever it's not like torturous but but he just it's, it's not three tosses, jokers
1: <laughs> you know yeah, it is, just, he, what it is it's bob gun yeah
2: yeah you know? totally he just <laughs> no like thought. disregard for, for human life like everybody's expendable i'll just get more goons it's funny to me actually yeah he shoots a catwoman on the motorcycle he says Stop twerking, so I can hit. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is he? Ta-
1: what? Now, this was originally written in Italian or French. Yeah, I believe he's an, an Italian artist. I was wondering about the translation because the dialogue is so fucking good. And when I got the commission from him, you know, obviously we're dialoguing in English, but I'm curious, you know, like what was that t- line t- to anyone <laughs> who, yeah, who read <laughs> the original? Um, how different they are because the the dialogue is so fucking good. Well, even in this early scene, this is the beginning of. To me,
0: and Akira again is the one I keep coming back to. Of like Akira, because yeah. you don't know what it is, you've never seen it. I've it's, heard the name. It's like one of the most seminal and influential anime. Okay, it came out in the '80s, and it like I'm sure all these art- artists are influenced by it. Western animation was influenced by it. But so the way this city looks, so the city looks like modern or even old, but all the vehicles are very futuristic looking. Mm. Not like deeply mm-hmm. futuristic, but their angles are all not the way cards look now. Yeah. Like the Joker's design with the shoulder pads and the jacket, just the way everything looks reminds me immediately of 80s neo-futurism like with a Japanese spin on it.
2: And I can't not see like a – you could have a gang of clowns that just like look like they wandered out of this circus, and I wouldn't think of Akira. They would just look like clowns but if they're on Mo- motorcycles, <laughs> yeah. driving cars, acting like a street gang, and it's called like the Joker gang in Akira.
1: Yeah. That's funny because when I saw that, I immediately thought Batman Returns. I thought the first scene of the Dark Knight, Ben's favorite part, you know, with the masks and the heist and all that. Um, yeah. So there's definitely precedent in both, I guess. But, and so when I'm saying all this
0: stuff, to me, it's, it's 100% a plus. It doesn't yeah. feel like you ripped it off. Yeah, it just feels like a, an, like a an homage or just an influence coming out.
1: Yeah. And yeah, right it's, here, it's like a- this early is when we start to see the, the big spread of Gotham City. You know, mm. this car chase is going on. Batman is on some fucking rooftop, observes it, and dives into action as Catwoman is tailing joker on a motorcycle
2: you guys talked about this panel later on but this one right here where batman first shows up is one of my favorite cityscapes it's it's like a four panel page and batman is swooping in and you yeah. just kind of seeing you know he draws the city as if it's being shot with a fish eye lens
1: yeah the perspective so, is so cool
2: yeah it's great like it's super cool as is like I'm not going to draw this flat. I'm going to distort this whole thing. But it also made me think of like the Arkham games because when you would like initiate your glider after jumping off something, the screen would kind of do a thing where it's like in and out or something. As you dive
0: bomb and then come out of the dive bomb.
2: Exactly. It changes like the way that the shot is framed and it made me think of the games as well.
1: And I think it's important to... Mention the prestige format here, because I'm sure you read yours on digital, EV, but what does that mean? This is a huge book oh, okay, and cool. it really adds to the
2: Oh yeah, compared to your artwork I have some scale: but <laughs> it really like, adds to <laughs> the
1: artwork jumping off the page, you know yeah. it, it just when you when you first crack it open, um, it it really feels like something special like this is rare treat you again, know? if I didn't worry so much. About getting my greasy
0: hands all over a book, I would have preferred. Believe me, to I've been
1: staring a, at you, going like, "I'm touching." Are you sweating? How how's, I, how sweaty are I'm really you? hedges. I'm
0: barely <laughs> touching it. You took the dust cover off, so you're, it is ruined now. But
1: no, I took the dust cover off intentionally because, for whatever reason, it gets fingerprints on it too easily. Uh, you can but, wipe this off. But the off. glossy hardcover, yeah. I can wipe off. Yeah, yeah,
2: not very sweat absorbent. That's good.
1: Yeah, yes. it just looks fantastic. Again, jumping back to the story, so Catwoman is on Joker's tail, saying that. Um, those pearls were mine. You know She's after what he just stole. And Joker has already established that these are a, a gift for Harley. It's a necklace for her birthday. And Batman lands on the roof and is immediately shot out. Joker turns and shoots his own guy in the head and said, no one shoots the bat until I say, okay, now it's time to shoot the <laughs> bat. <laughs> just like... So we've already seen, what, three Joker goons gone in the first, what, half a Couple dozen pages. pages, you know? I, yeah. I'm just in love with this uh, <laughs> uh, characterization. <laughs> it. It's so good. Joker covers his own eyes while driving. Batman's, like, on the hood, and he just, like, hey, can't see, look, no hands, <laughs> you know? Jesus,
2: take the wheel. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um So Batman, like, punches through and, and grabs the wheel to avoid them crashing into other cars, and then flips them off the bridge that they're crossing at the time. Um, (laughs) That's a great shot as the car is falling down. The angle is from above, from on the bridge, looking downward, and you see Joker in the van looking up through the punched hole in the glass, smiling (laughs) that they're going over the edge. I fucking love it.
2: He has a good perspective. He handles a, a life in an admirable way. Like, he's always looking for the good. He's always trying to have a good time.
1: <laughs> I just mean, like, this, this whole thing is put together like a film to me. Like, it's just so cinematic. And again, the right mm-hmm. vibe of...
0: To have a Joker that never responds to fear or pain yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. work. It's a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but to have him be overly weak or afraid of Batman also doesn't work. Yeah. So that's a really nice balance of having him be excited yeah. At that, as that's happening to him.
1: Yeah, because I think that it's easy to make the Joker scary, but it's harder for his actual humor to land, mm-hmm. and this is funny. So far, over and over, he's funny, and that I just really enjoy because a lot of times he's funny just to himself, or maybe to the writer or something. Uh-huh. so fucking funny. God, I'm but we've read a, a lot of Joker, and we never really talk about how funny he is. I thought that one abortion joke was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> Batman rounds up all the goons, and Joker swims to shore, having found out that he lost the pearls in the crash. Uh, we see Gordon, who Batman mocks for vaping, saying he's trying to quit smoking. That was more alarming than the Joker's face paint was Commissioner Gordon with a vape pen. Or Batman giving him shit about it. Like, <laughs> I, know, I feel like, why would he care? But eh, I don't know. I could see it.
2: Is that Marini riding in? Is he, he, hates- he like anti-tip? <laughs> yeah, he's anti- a cigarette, smoking, anti-drugs. Is anti is Oh, that yeah, it?
1: you're right, because he kicked the one guy up for smoking, and then Batman's making fun of him for vaping.
2: Yeah, you hmm. should ride him online and see if he's sober. Find out what his deal
1: is. <laughs> I don't think so, though, because he draws a lot of, like, pin-up girls with the old-fashioned, like, Corral cigarette belt. holders and shit. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. Gordon and Batman blame themselves for the Joker's latest casualties. Joker throws a birthday party for Harley. He gets there. He's all soaked and disgusting, and some goon makes fun of him about taking a bath or whatever. And it's very clear that this guy is killed off-screen, And then Harley opens her present. And it is uh, a necklace, but it's made out of that guy's teeth. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. Uh, which she does not enjoy and throws it in his face before whipping out the Harley bat and smashing the cake and everything around. There's lots of different versions of Harley and Joker. Dysfunction and attention-seeking and imbalanced relationship or whatever. But I like this of like him actually trying. Most of the time, it's... it's- the opposite it's
0: her wanting his attention and him not caring about her at all yes it's a little more like a real relationship (laughs) yeah yeah because that's the way women are is what i'm saying but
3: yeah because
2: because (laughs) ladies are hard to please despite your best intentions. quote
1: me on that but she's fucking harley and smashes everything in sight you know so like whereas he kills everyone for the slightest thing she's like thanks for this birthday party you fucking asshole you know I like this scene because
0: it's the introduction of the best character in this whole book, oh, Archie. Archie the clown. He's yeah. he needs his own series. Yeah,
1: this
2: goon in the green suit and the Tommy gun made me think of you, Sam. Me? Yeah, with, the, with your green spandex suit.
1: Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. He's got this weird kind of like gimp thing going on, though. Like, what do that, you mean weird? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Didn't realize that's what you were into. Oh, you know, the last time I went to your house, though, you were dressed like that, huh? (laughs) Ben wears a lot of latex. I don't know if you guys know this. I'm not denying anything, so.
2: Yeah, it's particularly hot today, so not (laughs) for this recording.
1: So Harley storms out of the party, and Joker, in turn, takes a Tommy gun, mows down his entire crew. He kills everyone in the room, and then points it to this little fat, clown, Archie, pulls a trigger and is out of bullets. And the guy's like, please, just do it. I dare you. I hate this fucking shit. <laughs> he's like, why don't you clean up this shit and uh, I'll see you later, you know. He was calling him by the wrong name and he's like, well, that's Yeah, not my name. wrong name every Yeah, time. they start the, the running gag, <laughs> which I wrote these down. Starting here, he calls him Pee Wee, and then later all of these Half Pint, Small Fry, Shrimp, Bonsai, Tiny, Pygmy, who knows, possibly more,
0: but... <laughs> And he's was like again. I, I must remind you, my name is Archie. I keep, yeah, I keep saying the wrong
1: thing. But hey, uh, he's sort of got like a Stephen Root in Office Space quality of like uh. I'm gonna burn the building down. You know, they move my desk one more. If they steal much stapler, I to me it was more like a like the sad clown, the
0: archetype of a sad clown of just like completely unfazed, more like Eeyore, just like uh, boss.
1: I don't know. Eeyore is not, not suicidal. Maybe not slow like that.
0: Eeyore is totally suicidal. Come on. that's the. I
2: think he is. They just couldn't put that in Winnie the Pooh.
0: <laughs> Thanks for noticing. I guess I won't kill myself he just, today. He's just passive aggressive. That's what he is. If there's a hill I'm going to die on, it's that Eeyore is suicidal. <laughs> yeah, I think that
2: Eeyore is constantly waiting for death to take
1: him. Yeah. He's too cowardly, though. so he just. He's what's her name? Uh, Mrs. Soprano. Oh, I wish the Lord <laughs>
3: yeah. would take me.
0: Yes, that's 100% accurate. And that's how I read this character as Soprano Mom.
1: Yes, totally. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So Harley calls Joker back into the other room, seeing a $50 million blue cat diamond, is what they call it, necklace on TV. It's going to auction. Joker is instantly not impressed by this, changes the channel. seeing that Bruce Wayne has a paternity suit against him. And he says, I think I just figured out how to get you your present. And he says, half pint, round up the guys. I'm like, uh, like, boss, there are no guys. They're all fucking dead. Okay, we'll find some new guys. Here we pursue the paternity thing a little bit. We see Mariah Shelley arriving at Wayne Manor. And Alfred lets her in. Bruce comes down the stairs. He's like, hey, uh... You mentioned on TV that we know each other pretty fucking well. I have no idea who you are.
0: Kind of my only real issue with the book is this story. I don't know how I feel about it. It's not bad, but it's it's so weird to me for Bruce Wayne to have had a kid and not taken care of it. or Not have known and not taken care of it. Or when the... Situation shows up to not immediately take care of it. And I mean, he kind of does as the story goes on a little further, but he seems so dismissive of it for a guy who's so obsessed and tortured over doing the right thing and like his relationship with his parents and the children. And I could see this being more like uh, there's a paternity suit and it's fake. It's all a trick or something like that. But the way it seems to play on this book is that like it is his kid and it lands weirdly. Ev, I'm not sure if Ben finished the book. We'll. <laughs> I finished the book, and we'll get, maybe we'll get to that we'll at the get end. That. But <laughs> we'll get there. No, because I explicitly, once we got to the end, I went back to like see if I missed some kind of hint or something that played things differently. And, but we'll leave it at that. I won't spoil it like you spoiled the new Suicide Squad movie.
1: <laughs> I didn't. I swear it's in the marketing. Oh Fuck. Watch a trailer. Did you know King Shark is CGI? <laughs> I'm only like, mm. <laughs> Didn't want to ruin chance. that
2: for you. Was, has climate change affected the ocean so much that we can't find good shark
3: actors anymore? Yeah,
1: there's no Will Smith
0: either. Oh, it's sad. Well, now I know King Shark's in it, so that's another spoiler. But.
2: <laughs> what the world? I thought that it, it creates the drama, it creates the conflict. That part specifically for him to be so dismissive seemed a little out of character for me. Like, not that that couldn't potentially happen, but him being super hammered at like a dive bar and sleeping with a bartender seems sorta of funny. But then to not have any idea about it, for that lady not to hit him up sooner, and then for him to be I always picture Batman to be like kind of a dick, but more of he's just very curt with people. Kurt Russell. Not yeah, he gets real <laughs> snake pliskinny to back. the peeps. Um but he just seems like a legit asshole to me when he's talking to this lady. Like, at least explore it or, Yeah, well, because there's, th-
0: there's always elements of Bruce Wayne being like that, like the character of Bruce Wayne outwardly being sort of dismissive. But mm-hmm. it, it seems to me that
1: even once she goes, he is like, what's this bullshit? Like, I- Yeah, I think that what we're seeing here, you come into Bruce Wayne's home after accusing him of a bunch of shit on TV, and you're going to get the real dude. This is not a 20-year-old Batman. This is a guy He's who's... like 80 or 90. <laughs> yeah. He's like, spoiler alert, Cap in Endgame. Wait, what happened to Captain <laughs> America in Endgame? Uh, have you seen when Johnny Knoxville put on all the old person makeup? Oh, It's like that. I'm just excited they made Captain America movies. It's cool. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, they got to sell pajama pants to guys like me. <laughs> This is a guy who is, is not new to having people come after his money. She went about this by ambushing him at his home, not through legal means or anything, but at his doorstep with the kid going, this is your daughter, Alina. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, he calls her out on that. Man. Like, why are you saying this in front of your daughter? Yeah, does this seem really appropriate? Girl's got a little Batman stuffed animal. And and then she asked for $10 million and he just fucking walks out of the room. It's just a weirdly kicked off plot
0: point. I think it's managed well throughout the story. So
1: Mariah leaves. Bruce goes back up to his bedroom where Selena is waiting in lingerie, and wants that bat dick something awful because <laughs> she throws a vase at his head when he turns her down and says he has to go to work. He's like, I'm not feeling it anymore. Right, and <laughs> I'm not uh, in the mood. <laughs> I thought that was a very entertaining scene until now, what you joked about earlier with Harley smashing shit and going like, because oh, that's how women are. And now I'm seeing the second scene and I'm going, wait a second. He's, <laughs> I mean, not to
0: be racist, but he is European. I mean, that's the way they look at women. What? No
3: way to- <laughs> what?
0: what? <laughs> what? I want to get as few stars as possible. Oh my God. Uh, I,
3: want he's, I, think- I wanted to tag
1: him in this. You know, he, he reacted when I said we were going to review it. <laughs> no, no I, uh, I, I think that this
0: is actually
2: him just drawing inspiration from from frank miller and- <laughs> <laughs> yeah frank
0: miller she would have been a call girl <laughs> we would have called her to her. House. yeah like, you know
2: Catwoman,
0: <laughs> the, the prostitute, the prostitute. <laughs> i uh no i i mean the first one about harley coon was a joke yeah and then i love this Catwoman. i mean that's just like yeah it's perfect great. of again of their relationship where like she gets away with shit that no one else would <laughs> yes because that's the kind of woman he likes, and I don't. Know, I, I
1: love and it. And Alfred's like, you know, that was a Ming vase or whatever, right? And and uh, he's like holding the doors shut while he's talking to Bruce in the hallway. She's like, "You open this
2: fucking door, back, Alfred."
0: And Bruce chastises him about something. He's like, "Are you lecturing me?" Or he says something like that of when he's giving Bruce shit about her.
2: I like the way that selena is drawn and presented in this and i know that it is the case in other things as well i just i like a Catwoman who is like an elegant beautiful woman but is like a thrill seeker yeah she's not so much like a bad guy or a villain or anything of that sort she's like a super babe but i like that she looks like an elegant beautiful woman in this even with like an old-timey mole or something like that she has a really wood, cool like,
1: haircut. The, she has like the little spit curl. Yeah,
2: exactly. Sideburns. Yeah, it's like a little. Um,
1: I love a chick with sideburns.
2: <laughs> I don't know what you call <laughs> that. Shut up. Side bangs. I don't know. No, well, I don't know. That's like the. <laughs> Her 1920s, beard is so nice. Uh, Her
0: mustache is almost as nice as yours. Ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <So>
2: it's like <laughs> see, we, dirty uh, work. Wait, she's got that little French. Uh, <laughs> weep
1: weep oh like no! Come on, yeah. You <laughs> see, dirty work. Where oh. Rebecca Romaine is the bearded lady in the circus. Ever been with a chick with a beard before? Well, sugar, then you haven't lived. And he pulls out his tape recorder. <laughs> Note to self, I don't want to live. <laughs> like classic Norm boys.
0: Uh, he chastises him. He's like, were you listening outside of the door? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. He's like, hey, butler's got to get his rocks off somehow. <laughs> so Mariah, Mariah's lawyer drives them away promising a fat settlement before the car gets T-boned in an intersection can by you, a giant garbage can truck or something. Can you say something. that whole
0: line again, but with more emphasis on the words that you did? I liked it. it was-
1: fat settlement. <laughs> yeah, he, he, t-boned? On he a- striked me <laughs> yeah. as like a Phil Hartman character, you know?
2: Yeah, he's like a he used car salesman. He's like, don't worry about
1: it, babe. Yeah. Troy McClure, is that who you're describing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Gordon later says that Joker kidnapped Alina when they're reviewing the crime scene and batman finds her stuffed toy on the scene now here we cut back to the intro joker uses the straight razor to cut up a box of pizza i don't know who's selling uncut pizzas. Um, it's a European for, thing. For a delivery. Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. it is. And <laughs> then he the jokes <laughs> about killing the delivery guy. Maybe that's why he really killed the delivery guy, actually. It's like, who doesn't cut the pizza? God damn. You know. Man, why
2: didn't I keep track of how many people Joker killed in this?
1: Yeah. And then he go back. ponders whether or not he killed his mom or just his dad. Alina asks about her mom and says Batman will save her. And here's where we get the title read. Let's see if you're dark prince charming will save you you know
2: i like the part where he's talking about his parents too because this very much exists on its own in my mind but in that moment i couldn't help but think of the joker that we know that is like very confused about his own history and his own reality and stuff and you know he's willy-nilly killing people all over the place so maybe i killed him maybe i didn't kill him i don't know but yeah the fact that his story is is always changing and whatever, and in that moment, like, oh yeah, cool. This is this is this this is the Joker that I know. He just looks a little
0: different. Well, in the reveal of it, I like because he's not saying that to intimidate her. I mean, if somebody like it's actually, a candid moment. Yeah, yeah. It's, and if somebody he's actually just told thinking you out loud, yeah, if they told you that they killed their parents, you would be like, oh, what the fuck is with this person? But that's not his goal. You're like,
1: wow, I didn't want to sit next to this guy on the bus. Yeah,
0: yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's a long train ride, and there's empty seats everywhere. <laughs> Why are you?
3: Here? <laughs> Oh, uh, why? I knew I shouldn't have sat in the window seat. Can't yeah. get out.
0: <laughs> but just that, like, that's what I appreciate, because a lamer Joker or all-star Joker would, <laughs> would say that in, like, a fucking hardcore way to scare yeah. whoever he was talking to, and that's not what it is.
2: Like he was bragging.
0: Yeah, and I also want to say that when you were talking about not keeping track of his kills, but I think that goes back to... Apparently he can't either. That's <laughs> the whole point <laughs> yeah, of the <this> scene. <laughs> it's appreciated again because it's not... They're so casual and incidental to him yeah that it's mm-hmm. just like it's not really a thing he just co- is constantly killing people it's like
1: how many glasses of water did i have today i don't know <laughs> no, i don't write it down yeah,
2: for sure and it's like the fact that he's just devoid of like whatever moral line that is like he had a bad interaction with the pizza guy so we killed him that's just what happened <laughs> next like yeah it's, it's not even de-escalation either somebody does not die or they do die that's yeah. just the way that things <laughs> play out
1: <laughs> It's like, was he wearing a red shirt or a green <laughs> shirt? I don't know.
2: Triggered. death.
1: Like, you think I noticed these little details? I don't know what happened.
2: Yeah. You know?
1: All right. So Joker tells Harley that Alina reminds him of someone. You know, because she's like, oh, Batman will save me. Like, oh, yeah, we'll see. It's like, yeah, you know, she reminds me of somebody. While Alfred and Batman confirm that the DNA from the crime scene because there's blood on the little doll after that crash, the Batman doll. Matches, dun-dun-dun, end of scene. Batman interrogates, I put in quotes, as it's a generous way to word it, Joker's men at the GCPD. I love that part. Yeah, you get Harvey and uh, <laughs> and, and Jim yeah. out front just like,
2: I didn't hear anything, did you? Like, well, uh, Yeah, I love, I think it's just two panels, but sometimes when I'm reading this stuff, I can like, picture you know you you like hear the pacing kind of like yeah. oh this is how yeah and so you have a everything going all right sounds like it <laughs> the, yeah that sounds great
0: yeah the and guy's batman, screaming right after batman has told him maybe this is when i crossed the line yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right, uh, yeah sounds like it but then i also like batman comes out and blah 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 blah, blah. and he soiled himself <laughs> and <laughs> gordon's like damn it I can picture it. It's like a fast-paced cartoon.
1: It reminds me a little bit of The Departed where uh, DiCaprio's waiting at the bar. You just hear all this screaming and horrible shit going on in the back room. And Nicholson comes out with blood all over him, head to toe. And was like, you know, you could take the night off. We're using new guys tonight. (laughs) And he's just like, okay. You know, like, little intimidation tactic. If you're a fan of Joker-Nicholson version... Please watch the departed oh my god it's i, I want wonderful uh... I've never another. seen
2: that movie. You've never really? seen The
1: Departed? Come over no, we'll watch I was like, it. it's That, too long. I,
2: that, that is
1: my it. it's favorite movie without Batman in it, I'll tell you. Oh, what the hell uh, uh, is that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you weirdo. <laughs> Dude, that's a brilliant Nicholson performance. Um, no, I love it. It's fantastic.
0: just that that's how you
1: frame everything. <laughs> because I can't say it's my favorite movie.
3: Because <laughs> know it's Batman. The, the top like, five are all Batman
0: movies. Batman vs. Superman, uh, Justice League, the gray version. The other <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> I want to compliment in these pages we're talking about. The ones with the fingerprints on them from your sweat? (laughs) I'm using the edge of my thumb (laughs) on the edge of the page. I'm not touching it. Um, The Joker talking to Alina in the sewers is all like a purple maroon color. And then Joker in the, his like control room is a green color. Mm -hmm. The Batcave is a blue. And then the police department is like a that what you're talking about, like the sepia brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just seeing the use of colors in each of those scenes to to differentiate them, it looks so good. And this is like when we were
1: talking about the Arkham games, or then the next page is a dark oh red of him. Oh, my God. Just, yeah, when he swoops down into that fucking sepia city shit, it's just every one of those shots that's from below, the point of view seeing him coming down is like, oh, my God.
0: Yeah, it's stunning. And it's when uh, when I was talking about the Arkham games and how I almost... Or like my issues with White Knight, I almost don't like the portrayal of Gotham because it's so disgusting. Yeah, that it just I don't want to be there or even see it. This rides that line of like, it's dirty and old, but in like a pretty way.
1: I almost am like upset that like White Knight has all these spinoffs and is its own fucking huge universe, and like everyone knows that fucking Batman Damn sold a million copies or whatever. You know, three Jokers. You know, all these other huge black label titles and nobody knows what this book is and it's to me the best one yeah i mean that kind of spoils the uh, the
0: ending score but
1: yeah i mean we'll get to ratings and shit but like it's crazy to me that like we can spend so much time going through like wow this story is really cool except it has a million little problems with it versus like this one i mean we're not that far into it yet but it's like wow this is fucking All the characterization is right, all the little details, all this, and yet it's the least known one. Yeah, and I wonder why that is
0: if they didn't market it hard enough or he had enough going on otherwise to he just wanted to do this one thing and then.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I hope he follows it up because this is criminally. I don't want to say underrated because I'm sure the people who just underseen yeah underexposed. exactly underexposed yeah man
2: I saw and I'm not in any way saying that this guy's art style is simple but I I saw a, <laughs> a meme down. the other day that I, that I really liked because I it made me think of my own art but then just comparisons all the time and it's just it was the same panel twice so I don't remember what it was but the little blurb was artist with detailed style looking at simple art styles and then the other one was the opposite as if they both envy each other for doing something that they can't do like a person with a really simple style just can't bring themselves to do all those details and then a person with a really detailed style can almost never take away that yeah they they don't
0: know how to express their thing without all the details Less,
2: i couldn't do less. it's like a
1: virtuoso musician who i look up to because i can't play like that but sure. then you talk to them, and they look up to me because I can write songs, like all I can do is shred. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know how to write
1: like a catchy
0: melody, or yeah, something.
2: exactly totally. so it makes me wonder how many of those people are just looking at Murphy's stuff and being like, oh, but the the artistry is this tier, whereas this guy's is like watercolor Disney meets manga, and but you can't make comparisons like that that doesn't make it better or worse, you know, like this deserves because it's just its own style i mean if anything it should get a bump for being so unique and trying stuff that
1: that's what i'm saying like, aren't doing. how many times have we gone through the conversation about fabok and gary frank and jim lee and all these guys who have that sort of vein and then like mm-hmm. when we read ego it's like whoa this is really refreshing this or like is like how
0: me saying that i think like all all comics now should be like teen titans go it should have that style that's mm-hmm. like the best because it's a nice mixture of both. Uh You can talk about with art, you can make an attempt to measure quality. Uh Like how well did they achieve what they were going for? How well is their skill realizing their intention? Like So when we're talking about all these artists, I think they're all up to the point where even if they look at their work and go like, oh, I wish this was better. Or even if we look at it and go like, oh, that was kind of janky. These are all like top level people. People who are basically
1: realizing what's in their head. And all the shit, all the criticism we have on this show, it's literally just for the sake of conversation. Like, No, and I don't... The yeah. reason I bring that up I is... I want to be clear on this.
0: We're fans of the shit. This, to me, at the end of the day, all art is about getting a reaction, or yeah. making you feel something. And this makes me feel something. Just the art of it, the visuals, make me feel something more than any of that other stuff we talked about, whether I like that other stuff mm-hmm. or not. like, I don't know if it's the uniqueness of this, the watercolors or what, but it's just like... It's really, really nice to look at.
1: And it's also, to me, the cohesion, because when we look like the last book we read, being Earth 1, Volume 3, I had so many conflicts about where the story was headed, and yet I love the way Gary Frank put it down. And so, uh-huh. you know, and John Sabal, I keep forgetting to, to mention him, the inker, the but, like, these contained stories that are one artist, one writer, are really neat because of that, you know... It's just uh-huh. there's never that, oh, I like one more than the other for the most part. I think that's hard, though. It's hard to be both. Yeah. So I mean, that's why you don't see it as much. That's why they for take sure. forever to come out, and it's not like a monthly thing. And, and, and that makes it special because it's not always there. It's like, ooh, another one of these. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a little while. I like that. I mean,
0: it's hard to argue a hypothetical in this way, but imagine these kind of stories where it's one person if it was split up. Like So if it was just Marini doing the art and somebody else wrote this story, like,
1: would we have liked it as much? Yeah, Uh and I don't think so, because to me, a lot of the appeal is the snappy dialogue and shit, Mm -hmm. and I don't think that even if he wrote the story arc and someone else actually wrote the pages, would it still come off the same, even with his pacing and and layout? I don't think it would. Mm -hmm. So picking up where the story left off, where he's beating up people in the interrogation room, he actually does get some intel. He finds the Joker's old lair with the (laughs) room full of dead goons everywhere. And uh, then he starts, quote-unquote, questioning people in the streets. And that's the shot you showed where he was swooping down into alleyways and fucking people up. Batman then, after he's done with the street-level goons, he bursts through the glass ceiling, Michael Keaton-style, at Croc's card game. I think he means Joel Schumacher style. But...
2: Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, you're I thinking of you're supposed, Batman Forever. You're supposed to credit
1: yeah. the most recent, not the original, I forget. yeah,
2: uh, The best, actually.
1: But... <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, you know what, your connection's breaking up over there. Uh... <laughs> I'm
2: just going to have to edit this crap out of there.
1: <laughs> All right, so he busts in on Croc's card game, and we get our own little BVS warehouse scene here, this awesome fight where he takes down everybody, and Croc just sits there. Like, hey, I had a good hand over here, you know. I'm walking here, pal.
2: Yeah, his his nonchalance the entire time is really funny to me. Even, in, even when they're fighting in the alley, he's like, he's concerned about his cigar in the end, and he's not <laughs> yeah, even that hurt. Yeah. I also like this design a lot with his croc as a dude with just scale tattoos and, like, body modifications. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and style. I'd like to credit myself because I usually grab these little details and put these like, stories together that have these things. But I totally didn't realize that he was in this, too. And so now we've had three Croc stories or something in a row oh, that very I... very different Crocs. I didn't mean to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: That's cool. I like the comparison anyway.
1: So Batman offers Croc the first punch. I don't know why he would do that. He gets hit hard. But then he takes him down expediently. He says, <laughs> Each of my blows would kill an ordinary man but he's no ordinary man, you know, and that's the, like, any other time, he'd add the edge over me, but not today. <laughs> not
2: today. Not uh, today, uh, Satan. I noted that as well. I thought it was stupid. Like, <laughs> a punch strong enough to kill a person is, like, unheard of. <laughs> that seems Well, yeah, but impossible. he's like a fucking
1: 350-pound mutant man. That's what, that's what he means. Like, if I did this to one of his goons, they'd be dead. You know, he could punch Bane differently than he can oh, so I kill punch people. I punches
2: don't... all
0: the time. It's very possible.
2: Okay. What punch are you punching a person with
0: that kills them? Right in the jaw, and it, yep. it torques the head so far
1: over that it breaks the neck.
2: Okay, all right. <laughs> totally buy that. Okay. Or the uh, upward
1: nose into the brain thing. I mean, there's this things you could do.
2: Okay. Yeah, so hard in think...
1: the heart that the heart explodes in the body. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> or like, right. You don't uh, do I, any of this stuff? Yeah, I seen any of, of this? Haven't you seen uh, Dumb and Dumber where he punches through the guy's chest and rips out his heart, you know? You're about it puts Kali it in the Ma? doggy bag. Indiana yeah, yeah. Oh. So you're telling Thank me that you. is a parody? That yeah. scene is a parody. <laughs> yes. Holy shit. Uh, it's I have not, no idea.
0: It's just a martial Whoa. arts thing. You idiot. Guess what? I don't care. As, what, as long go, as you accept that we're right and you're wrong and you suck. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, I did
0: if not. Tell you me your favorite non-Batman movie. Or <laughs> <laughs> if
2: it showed up in UHF, it is a parody. Yes. Can you tell me sure. your
0: favorite non-Batman food.
1: <laughs> Man. You are one
0: pathetic
3: loser. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: All right, so Croc, after the fight, basically says, hey, I was just fucking around. I don't know where the Joker is. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love
3: being
0: punched by you. Where's my cigar? So he
1: lets him destroy his whole place, beat up all of his guys, even fuck him up, and is like, hey, I, I don't know. I was just fucking with you. I got nothing better to do. Yeah,
2: I'm sorry, Bruce. <laughs> Buddies.
1: <laughs> um, so then we see the Cloud City homage where Batman's clinging to some kind of ante- antenna looking down amongst the uh, smoggy streets. it be a great painting to have on your wall. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other one, the first cityscape, uh, I do have. Actually, I need to put it up again. But I explicitly I'm out of like space. this
0: one because you can't see the ground. Yeah. So it just yeah. it looks, the sun is in the distance. It, so not only does it remind me of Akira, it reminds me of like Fist of the North Star. Of, like, oh, Oh, (laughs) yeah.
3: You
0: you know, right, (laughs) Sam? You can't. Uh, you Fist won't shut North up about Star. Fist of the North Star. Yeah.
2: I know, man. Yeah. I Fist say it as Star an abbreviation.
1: Like, <laughs> it's like F
3: of. Wait. What? Well, okay.
2: Well, okay. Well, then take that, anyways, because Sam, that that it's like nightmare Batman stuff. It's a metropolitan city, but it's covered in sand.
1: How can I contextualize this in Snyderverse? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh,
2: desert cityscape, <laughs> There you go. Joker's there. Batman says the F word. I'm going to fucking kill you, you fucking freak. Do you get it now?
1: All right. After this, we get a close-up of Joker doing his makeup in the vanity mirror, just like Todd Phillips' first scene of Joker. And on his little mirror, there's a post-it note that says, To-do list. Get the diamond. Kill the Batman. Order sushi. And that's the end of book one. I'm quite satisfied. I only bought it as the thing that had both. You know, it was the deluxe mm. thing. So I, I could imagine, though. I remember when I was talking about three jokers came out, and I read the first issue. It's like, what, what, what the fuck is that? What's going on? Yeah. You know, and with this, it's already so satisfying. It's like, all right, cool. What do they got next?
0: I guess I could see it both ways because I'm not someone who ever buys issues of things. Yeah. So I would only ever consume this as one whole thing. It wouldn't be disappointing, but it would be a little weird to like read that and then have to wait a month for just one more. Yeah. It feels like a thing that should only ever be consumed
1: as one thing at once. Uh-huh. I know people love to collect the issues as they drop and the individual variant covers and all that shit, and that's super cool. It's neat to have separate um, things. Yeah, yeah. I think that's cool. But for me,. It's like I prefer the HBO content, but I prefer the Netflix model of delivery. You know, Mm. like drop it all at once. Fucking when a HBO show drops, I'm gonna wait six weeks before I start it (laughs) because I want to watch them in a row. I want to fucking wait and then go. Now, what happened last week? I don't fucking know. I lived my life in between those days. You
0: try to forget your life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: And I do like that because I can't say that I thought much about it when it happened, but we talked about how people relying on those storytelling things to make sure you tune into the next time because this cliffhanger of an ending, and at least this one doesn't do that. It's just kind of neither here nor there to me. It's just, it just is what it is, but it doesn't bring it down to me.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So from here, we open book two with Bruce and Mariah nine years ago at the bar. I do find it slightly uncharacteristic, that Bruce walks in, worse for wear, as Alfred would say, orders a drink, and they're doing some flirting here, and he's seeking out a lady friend without it being part of the Bruce Wayne disguise. I do find that unique.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, I like it. It's human. Yeah. It feels it feels real to me. Especially if this is early on in his being Batman career, he's like Yeah, almost a decade ago mm-hmm. for sure. A guy who's that into violence is also into sex. Come on. (laughs) Fucking weirdo. In year
2: one, you have him really trying to be a part of the streets. Yeah. I could picture him in that kind of setting. This is like whatever slum town he's in, and and he's walking around with his leather jacket and getting hammered with the common folk.
1: When we cut to present day, Batman takes out an entire motorcycle gang of... uh, Apparently former Joker goons, or at least led by a former Joker hench called Jester Kid, not a fan of that name, gives the Sin City face-grinding move into (laughs) Uh the pavement from his uh, moving bat cycle, which that was glorious, but the guy didn't know anything. So here's just him badly hurting a whole bunch of people for no reason. Dead ends. (laughs) (laughs) But it's still a joy to watch.
2: Yeah, what
1: a pleasure. Uh, next, we get what I believe is a Mad Love homage, where Joker is playing the piano, and this is more the traditional Joker Harley that we talked about. He's playing the piano, and Harley's calling to him, interrupting him, like, "Hey, come in here!" And she's fully nude with a uh, sushi spread on her that Archie is like laying across her, and he like storms out because she's making fun of whatever the composer's name was. See, that's a and- I love that
0: joke. But also it makes me wonder if it was exactly the same in the original language. Because it's, uh, could you stop that Beethoven? He's like, it's Rachmaninoff. Beethoven is it, what she calls yeah, it. Yeah, and then, and then she says, okay, well, you can play your beef stroganoff later. Yeah, <laughs> like, Was that in Italian or French? or?
1: Yeah, maybe that was a different punchline for sure. Archie offers some of the sushi to Alina, because obviously Joker didn't eat it. Super nice. And then in front of this child, or rather to this child, laments his many unsuccessful suicide attempts and she uses this opportunity to run away. <laughs> Bruce then visits Mariah in the hospital and foot's the bill to do anything needed to save her. The press as he's walking out blames Bruce for the timing of all this. Hey, isn't this rather convenient right after the fucking lawsuit? You son of a bitch. What are you guys <laughs> what are you rich guys doing, huh? Just taking him out, you know. And then Joker's watching from a distance, doing a little singing in the rain. Evan, can you give me a bar of that?
2: I'm teasing Mr. Wayne. (laughs) I'm teasing Mr. Wayne. Perfect. I actually know exactly That's Easter egg list for Gene Kelly, baby.
1: Joker is doing this, and a cop comes up and sees him, and he shoots the cop with his umbrella like the penguin, which... I wish there was like some nod because we haven't seen Penguin in this universe but I I love that that's somehow what he ended up with was presumably one of Penguin's umbrellas (laughs) Umbrella (laughs) guns? Yeah, and then Harley catches Alina escaping and seems just very irritated that this whole subplot is happening. She derailed her birthday Yeah, she's like, oh, you gotta do all this right now, like, you know, I don't fucking want you here either, okay, but it's part of the plan, get back in your fucking cell, you know Bruce wastes an entire lobster that <laughs> Alfred offers to him because he's never hungry.
2: I like that. Reheat a lobster? Yeah.
3: savage.
1: He's like, are you trying to hurt me? <laughs> yeah. Gets a, a note or something that Alfred gives him. And it says, to meet Joker at the old bar where Mariah worked. And he shows up fully in drag and taunts Bruce with a live stream video on his phone. He has Alina with a gun to her head.
2: Made me think of Boondock Saints and Willem Dafoe. Oh, you're right.
1: That's
0: Mary right. Mary
2: Willem Dafoe in a, in a lady <laughs> garb.
0: Well, this is actually the moment for me, and I guess I think I know why, where I'm on board with the design. And it's not because he his butt looks really nice. He's more attractive right? now. <laughs> no. is that what you're saying? It's not that. Although that was, I was like, is that my first? <laughs> like, am why I attracted to this do Joker? I like this so it's much. because he doesn't have the diamond eyes. He just has regular eyeshadow, oh, and the, right. the slick back hair is a little You're more. Right. Just like I didn't differentiate what I'm used that. to, and maybe that's what all it is. Is I'm just like you need to give me what I'm used to. I can't handle change. <laughs> that's runs. funny. This
1: Joker as a full woman. This is more what I'm used to. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. this. Thanks.
2: More dresses, less makeup. As long as
1: it's just from the neck up, <laughs> the then, face is what yeah. I. <laughs> For this, Bruce uh, is showing not the Bruce Wayne persona, but his true self, and chokes. Joker in front of everyone there. He's like, I recognize this choke. This is familiar. Yeah, he's like, oh, you remind me of a friend. And basically blackmails him for the blue cat diamond. Say, okay, well, hey, you want this girl to live? You want her back? Then you were going to go to that auction and buy me that fucking diamond. Which, there's no mention of why he doesn't steal it. He seemed bored by the idea when Harley pitched it. But I wish there was just a little something of like, You know it would be way fun or way more fun than like a a typical heist. Let's uh let's blackmail Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah, let's fuck with this rich guy and get him to do it, you know. Then he makes Bruce drink a sedative. So he can't walk out of there and follow him. And I love that after he takes it, he's like, Or maybe I lied, maybe it's a deadly poison. (laughs) Uh But I think when he comes to and Alfred's asking him the same question, like why the fuck would you? He's like, He needs me, he wants this diamond, you know. So it's still showing he's not gullible. He just sees the bigger picture. It was a calculated risk. Yes. He understood. Yeah. Yeah. So Bruce goes to the diamond auction as Harley and Joker watch it on TV. It's like, okay, 52 million, 54 million. And he's like, I'm going to bid on it for you. And he grabs the phone and he's like, 60 million. And she's like, we don't have 60 million. And he like holds up the phone and it's like, cut cord hanging from it? She's like, you fucking asshole. He's it's like, ah, yeah, hang on.
2: They're going up different amounts, $54 million, $55 million, and then one of them pulls out this black Batman credit card. <laughs> Never it? leave Batman home without F- it. Batman
0: Forever, yeah. is that what it was? <laughs> There's this shot here of Selena with the cat. To, and to tramp use stamp? It. Yeah, tramp stamp. There's yeah. probably better. We for know it. what it is. But again, testament to fantastic character design, that it looks great. It fits her whole vibe.
1: It's not the Joker back tattoo. No. It's the Selena back tattoo. It's tasteful. Yeah, stylish.
2: Doesn't she have kind of the old-timey hat with the little veil? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's actually not unlike the Dark Knight Rises big old hat she wears when she's disguised and trying to to flee. Selena distracts Bruce very effectively with this plunging backless dress. I mean, it's everything but butt crack (laughs) on the back. Um, And... He gets outbid because he's spacing out, checking her out. And um, uh, then the lights go out. She steals the diamond. Joker is fucking pissed and throwing shit at the TV and whatever. And we get just a stunning rooftop scene with Batcat stuff that I just absolutely love. I mean, this is like long Halloween, hush. This is classic. When, well, again, that first shot would be a fantastic, like, 36 by 24
0: print to have underwall.
1: Of her just hopping across the rooftop yeah. from a distance. Again, the scale of the city is so well done. Yeah. And just the little silhouettes. Mm. Yeah. This is just one of the most beautiful sequences in the whole book. I mean, of her just flipping around on the rooftop. I love her suit design. You know, it's given some little like slits in the suit and a couple little things just for style, but it's classic Catwoman. It kind of reminds me of Animated Series, if it was uh Oh, yeah, if it was purple. leathery. Yeah, it had more stuff, more accessories or more... Yeah, I could see that. Archie introduces Joker to his new gang. One of them gets right up in his face with a gun, demanding payment up front. It's always a good time when someone else from the underworld tries to intimidate joker Uh he gets off on situations like that so he's like yeah the money's in my front pocket guy reaches in pulls that out it's a fake joker bill he keels over laughing you know it's contaminated again every fucking joker scene is the most perfect spot-on characterization it almost makes me not want a sequel because Like, I love this so much. It's like, oh, if you did it again, would it be this good every page?
0: When I had an idea of where they could go from this, or a a thing I would like to see, but I'll save it for the end because it kind of ties into the ending. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, I definitely, I I would just like to
1: see more Marini doing Batman, his take on the universe. Joker gives orders to take Bruce alive. Like, if this person shows up, take him alive. If this person shows up and it's like a sketch of Batman, he's like, shoot him on sight, right? Alina breaks her little uh, surveillance camera slash drummer toy and has a funny dialogue with Joker where he's like, oh, so you're making the jokes now? I've got to tell you about my golden rule sometime. <laughs> like, uh-huh. That was a cool callback without him actually being peeved by it because it's a little fucking kid. You know. literally or, threatening to
2: kill a kid. <laughs> or being repetitive because you just said it earlier in the book.
1: Yeah. Alfred remotely pilots the Batmobile.
2: Oh, shit, that is
1: actually like, Jeremy Irons did in BVS. Right before the warehouse fight, you know, he takes control of the Batwing. This is exactly what happens here. We're about to get a warehouse fight. Alfred drives the fucking Batmobile to the wall, machine guns the goons and everything. Aim low. Yeah, he just says, okay, just aim low, Alfred. You know, like... It's it's a good, like, rubber bullets. Okay, You know, like, it's just a little... (laughs) a little uh-huh. thing that lets you go. Okay, wasn't that fucking gnarly? By the way, it wasn't real. <laughs>
0: don't don't hit any of the leg arteries. Go yeah.
1: <laughs> lower. Shins only. <laughs> Who needs a knee? <laughs> Batman swoops in for four and a half glorious pages of yet another warehouse fight. Like I love they don't cut away. They just give you spoonful after spoonful of this delicious medicine and it goes down (laughs) smooth i love it so much this is a section that i like i'll read and then i'll turn back and just read it again because it's so nice Uh yeah it's it's kind of a different version of what i like so much about um murphy no, the Frank stuff. Oh, because before Evan had made those points about like Murphy's mini action. And well, this isn't that. This
0: isn't mini, but it's like shot after shot of close up, but in a very linear way to follow like each beat of the action. Yes. So, like blocks a knife, gets shot with the gun, but blocks that with his cape, cracks this the guy's knee. knee. Yeah. Hits this other guy in the face, gets hit. Like you can picture it as a scene playing out in your head very easily. Yeah. But it's not quite as gruesome as the Gary Frank stuff. It's violent, but it's not like you don't see teeth flying
1: out of mouths, mouth. And, and that's not a criticism. Yeah. It looks good. I mean, this is one of the cooler Batman action sequences I, th- I can think of anyway. I like this book. Have I mentioned that? Um, <laughs> Maybe he'll invite you over to his house. <laughs> <laughs> After the warehouse fight and everyone's down, I think he said something to Alfred about some cracked ribs or whatever. He's a little fucked up. And then Joker sneaks up behind him and stabs him like under the arm, kind of in the side. He's like, Oh, I found the weak spot in your armor there, buddy, you know? And Batman just fucking goes off and beats the fuck out of him. And that doesn't last very long, or this would be over real quickly. Harley knocks him out with a bat from behind. Then she finds her birthday present in his belt. She says, I hate your guts, but I like your butt, or something like that, you know? like, <laughs> sure, I, I dig <laughs> your bat butt. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. I thought that was funny. Harley intervenes as Joker's got the gun on Alina, saying, we agreed no kids. And he's like, okay, we did, but did we agree not to kill each other? Because that was a fucking show, you know? Yeah. I can totally hear Tara Strong also just saying that line of the,
0: pudding we agreed not to kill any kids like just that
1: uh can we agree that you don't do that again How about that? that's not one of my strong suits but i mean yeah was
0: pretty good can one of you do that? you can do the batman impressions I mean, okay but save the women for somebody else yeah. yeah
1: don't put me in a box i have a great range i can do I'm
3: a
0: first,
1: I'm first I, don't, I don't know about that one okay yeah so Joker says, all right, fine. Well, but did we agree not to kill each other? You know, like, I'm getting tired of your shit. And Catwoman pounces on Harley to steal the necklace, also knocking her out of harm's way. I don't know how much that was intentional or if she just saw the opportunity and did it. But there's two funny replies now when Joker pulls a gun on someone. Earlier, Archie said, okay, go ahead, but let me tell you this first before I forget, right? (laughs) And then... When he's got the gun drawn on Harley, she says, if you pull that trigger, it's over, right? (laughs) Like, no shit. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Like, if you shoot me in the head, I will leave you so fast.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we will not be in a relationship.
1: Yeah. Alina pokes Joker with his own toxin, something she fished out of his pocket. I love it because it was like the hand prick thing that you would strap onto your palm. Uh Um I love that. Apparently, he also keeps a safety antidote in his pocket, which that seems more like a Batman thing to do, but I, I like it allow it. She takes that. His eyes get real wide, like, what the fuck did he just do? And she throws it out the window. Joker immediately dives after it, jumps out the window. Well, and that's kind of what I was talking about before with, like,
0: he is afraid of that for whatever reason. Like, maybe just because that screws up his plan, that's his- like, when somebody had a gun in his face earlier, he didn't seem to give a shit, and he thought it was funny, and he had a way yeah. out. But
1: this does frighten him or worry him. You had it right when it's, like, affecting his plan. He's like, oh, fucking, but the bat's in the room. We got, uh, it's all happening. God damn it. This is how I die? This like, is pointless. Th- this possibly. is what I want. Not yeah. you, you fucking little, you know...
2: I just like their interaction. He's like, ah, oh, what the fuck? And looks down at her, and she's like, ah, oh, I poke you with your stuff. And he's like, ah, oh, shit. And then back to, oh, where's my antidote? I got your antidote. Son of a bitch. She's like, oh, <laughs> like, this? She just seems like a really smart little kid, just an awesome little pickpocket thief. But yeah. I like how fast-paced their little interaction is there.
1: And uh, Catwoman runs out with the diamond because she knows that Batman's going to stay there to uh, recover Alina, rescue her. We get the classic... Batman looking out the window. Joker has gone into the water, and he goes, he's gone. You know, like, there's just no... <laughs> no way to follow him or see what he's doing out yeah. I'm not going to look swim. into that whatsoever.
2: Aquaman will get him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's funny, like, every time the Joker attacks, you know, like, oh, shit, like, he's back. Like, we got to find him, right? But, like, any time he gets away, they're like, well, that's too bad. <laughs> We're not going to you know, scour the city now.
2: <laughs> that's a really good example of you need me, you like this game that we're playing thing. They hold him out the window, not pursuing him in the water action. He's like, <laughs> yeah. you do want him to live. <laughs>
1: That's true. Okay, so Bruce takes Alina later to visit her mom in the hospital. He returns her Batman doll, which he has repaired. He then says that he will take care of her until mariah recovers which is definitely not legally how that would work but it's nice for the story he's rich yeah i can buy the paperwork <laughs> to make this legit gordon arrests everyone except for joker harley and archie who all got away main character syndrome you know how did archie get away guess like, maybe he just slept away and no one noticed it, he went away with harley is what mm-hmm. happened and we're back at wayne manor we see bruce receiving the box And it says, kiss my little princess for me. And we get the, so he is alive. And he knows. Alina asks for a Batman bedtime story, which he obliges. And then we cut to nine years ago. Back at the bar. Mariah's working. And Joker walks in, dressed to the nines. She's like, hey, asshole, we're closed. Turns to see who it is as he leans forward and goes, how about one for the road, you know? And that's how we end. That reminds me of like Tite Kubo bleach style.
0: Like, you know, I had fun drawing these characters, but I really wish I could have done a full fashion show with them. Um, <laughs> like, oh, I'll just do it here.
2: He, yeah, he needs a fedora and a choker <laughs> scarf.
1: It was another time, you know? <laughs> it was nine years ago.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was
2: nine years ago. It was the, it was the swanky early 90s. <laughs>
1: He's not Sammy Warmhands. He doesn't wear the same thing every day since he was
0: 14.
1: <laughs>
2: I, she's like, will you <laughs> a... real read person me me would a- evolve.
0: I want to see Marini's take on Sammy Warmhand. <laughs> I see how you would reimagine your <laughs> oh, character. Yeah, yeah,
2: let's see that redesign. i picture her being like, read me a bedtime story. And he's like, did I ever tell you the one about when my parents were brutally murdered? <laughs> I didn't have any bedtime stories. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I
0: think
1: about every night?
2: <laughs> Alfred taught uh, me to fight. <laughs> so, in the warehouse... Joker is like, if Batman shows up, bless. So he doesn't know that they're the same guy.
0: Maybe he does. And that's like him saying, This is how I want to play this game.
1: Yeah. And I think it's intentionally ambiguous, is my guess. But yeah, I've asked myself the same question. Like, at what point do we know that he's connected those dots? You know, and we, and we really don't. Um,
2: yeah. And he. You know, is it what is he targeting this lady in this kidnapping coincidentally, or does he know stuff? Then does he know of their connection?
0: Well, now we're back to where my whole thing with the plot in general, with the whole plot of the paternity thing, and my issues with it. Yeah. So, what was your response then when I said when you said you didn't think I had read the book or gotten to cool. the end?
1: Okay, so there's a couple things. First of all, Alina is introduced to Bruce in his house for the first time, and he notices the doll and she thinks he's looking at the defect by her eye that's just like the Joker's makeup. He's like, oh no, I was looking at your doll. And they're like, oh, okay, good. She gets bullied at school over this thing on her face. So that's indication number one. What? What does that indicate? Of what they're saying with this last page, that this is Joker's daughter.
2: And Joker compliments her on the same mark later.
1: Exactly. He brings it up later. And also in between there, he's talking to Harley like, oh, this feisty little kid, you know, reminds me of somebody. And they never say what he's implying with this. You're supposed to think maybe Bruce Wayne, but really he means himself. Yeah, in the beginning you're thinking, oh, yeah, like that definitely sounds like Bruce Batman, you know, oh, maybe he does know, right? But at least in rereading, I don't remember my initial reaction was, oh, yeah, okay, there's another sign that that's his own kid and he knows this. Well, and at the end there when he says... I'm just kidding, I wouldn't kill you.
0: Something about the way it's written does come across very genuine of like, he wasn't going to kill her, he wasn't going to shoot her, that was just yeah, fucking with Batman. Exactly. Also, her costume design of the bright green, but then with these striped leggings and striped arm things, that's a very like Joker, clowny, Harley Quinn kind of look. Yeah. But when I got to the end, I went back to the car scene because I wanted to see her doll. Okay. So the doll has no blood on it in the car scene. After that, it has blood.
1: Well, they were violently crashed. I mean, what did you... But my whole
0: thing is when they say, so we found the blood when Alfred is analyzing the blood. He's like, you're not going to like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess they don't explicitly say it, but I took that to be, it's your DNA, which is why everything after that, there's no question in his mind that this is his kid because now they know there's a DNA match.
1: And I think that serves in the same way as, oh, you know, she reminds me of somebody. I think that as you're reading it, because they put that opening scene there, you are then seeing it all through that lens. And so you're going through everything going, okay, all these things mean Bruce. But because they're not explicitly said, once you get to the end, you're like, oh, shit, was that not? And then when you reread it, it's like, oh, okay, these are actually... So in that moment... Red herrings. We're not told,
0: but Bruce and Alfred now know that this kid is related to the Joker. Is that the point?
1: That's my reading of it. Okay, i buy
0: that.
2: I really arrived at no conclusion. I just was kind of like bouncing around as they juggled me and by the time I got to the end I was just sort of confused about it like well then who got sloppy seconds (laughs) whose kid is this actually I I
3: didn't really
0: I mean I almost took it more like he got there he knew Bruce Wayne was Batman even at that point and like paid her or threatened her to like drug him to then take advantage of him to kick the whole paternity thing off and it was his kid but Joker's the one who manipulated the whole thing in the first place
1: you could get away with that in a sequel I think that What is more realistic is that he came in, they hit it off, she said, I'm off in half an hour, right? So he leaves. As she's closing, it's very clear that she's closing, get out, we're closed. He says, how about one for the road? So Joker interrupts this. So what we don't see is when Bruce and Mariah actually got together, and this would add just a little extra connective tissue if we saw when they did get together. Okay, you know, maybe I came back the next day, or maybe something else, right? Because to me, those weren't literally the same days. So like, I'm fine with the understanding that that night when
0: she made him a drink and he came there, they yeah. fucked, and she got pregnant, and she had a kid. Like, I'm fine with that. But then, because other questions come up, like. I mean, eventually, if you're gonna say this is your kid, yeah. and you're a billionaire guy, there's gonna be a paternity test, yeah, pretty early on. Like, how did all that contrive to happen in such a way that it didn't? The Joker then got in there,
1: and like, was he like, "Oh, I know"? It just, it's a little. You're right. Overwrought. The reason I thought it was the same night is because Joker could see Bruce coming in or out of that place and go, "Oh, what was that?" You know, and then. Walk in there as they're closing and be like, he's going to do stuff to her. That's bad. Or can go the other way where he says, you know, kind of like you were implying, so you were going to get together with the billionaire guy, huh? Care to make it interesting. I don't know. Now that we're talking about it, sh- sure. I wish we had a little bit more into that, but it could e- totally go either way. But again, I, I, that's my biggest
0: question. It cruxes on that middle part of once she said, this is your kid. Uh-huh. You need to pay for it. A paternity test comes very fast after that. How did that whole thing work out to not? I mean, we know how it worked out in the story. that Joker came in and he kidnapped the kid. But like, did she know that? Did she know that he was going to come in and take her daughter from her so that because she, she would know whose kid it was from the beginning? That's,
1: yeah. and and the other thing is, I think she probably knows. It's not clear if she was manipulated or not. But another thing that implies she's not Bruce's kid is it that in the end, like you're talking about with paternity tests and accusations, all this shit, he makes it clear that he's gonna take her in for a while until her mom recovers in which then she would go away. So if the DNA results were like, "Oh my God, look at who it is, It's you." Uh-huh. That's no. not the ending of the book, then.
0: No, that's because Marini's Bruce Wayne is a fucking bad dad, and he's just gonna <laughs> no. push the kid back off. <laughs> no, I think he sniffed bullshit out of that right away. That's interesting. I, and then I, I I treat that better than I initially would have, but that's still my sticking point. Is that's it's a weird plot mover in the first place, and it's kind of weirdly constructed. It's confusing, which some uh, of it is intentional. Fair. I think. Yeah,
1: I, I think a lot of it is supposed to be like when you watch fight club for the first time and you see it one way and then the end is like wait what and so then fight you, club.
0: do you want to spoil memento also is that your goal you, or what you?
1: then you watch it again and you're seeing it differently i'm just saying that's the easiest example of a film that is totally different on the rewatch right and this is one of those books to me that's i hadn't read it in a year and a half maybe two years and so picking it up again fresh it was like a cold read at first and then you start to like oh wait a second Oh wait, yeah. And so I'm starting to put it together again as I'm reading it, but like that's one of those fun stories that it it can mean two things. Mm -hmm. Eye of the beholder.
2: Maybe you guys can double check this since you have the book right there, but when she confronts Bruce at his house, doesn't she say that it could only be Hibbs because there was nobody else? You know, if it is Joker's Kid then is she lying? Is she confused? Because you you would know if you had two partners and they both had unprotected sex with you, and they both did their deed on the inside. That,
0: that Joker swoops in, knocks her into the hospital, and steals the kid is a convenient way to not have to answer any of these questions. Or like, it's confusing.
1: There's nothing really explicitly said there about that. What oh, is I thought
2: that? She claimed that like no, it could only be yours. What does she say? You're looking at it right there.
1: Yeah, I'm not seeing anything about that. What is said, though, he's like, y- "You're just coming here for money," and she's like, "Damn right, I need the money." Do you know what I had to do for us to survive all these years, right? And and looking at her, it's I feel implied that she's either been turning tricks or she track marks. she's a junkie. She track marks, yeah. yeah, she's covering her arm there. I think there's a lot done in that scene to discredit this idea right away. So yeah, I, I read it as bullshit from the beginning. Uh, I think we're given enough reasons there Mm. why that's not the case. Then, uh,
0: oh, the blood actually, you're not going to like what the blood reveals. And then the real thing it reveals is that it's Joker's kid, but because we're seeing it as a misdirect from that stuff, pulling us the way that he's not the dead, and now we think he is the dead. Yeah. You're right.
1: You're right. Because that, I think, is cool. But much like I criticize Earth One, Volume Three there was never any scene later there was never the flashback to jack saying tyler's lines in fight club you know that that didn't happen (laughs) (laughs) that didn't happen and so we just kind of have to guess and so this has a little bit of that but to a much lesser extent i think it's cool they don't hand it to you Because it does have that sort of Todd Phillips, well, it's fun to debate later.
2: (laughs) There's still something cool about just creating something that creates conversation and can have no end. Yeah. I like that, actually. Any
1: Easter eggs from you guys?
2: I have a a bunch of Easter
1: eggs. bat. Mobile, not the Batmobile, but the Bat Bike. The Batmobile has, a face. has been used in other stories before, and I've seen the Batmobile <laughs> in movies. Batman's a character that has uh, been in things. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I
1: think B. like uh, uh, Adam West, right? Yeah. yeah. G- Gotham City.
0: We got to see Gotham City. Yeah, I've, I've definitely <laughs> heard that
3: name before. Uh, it has got a car. <laughs>
0: you know, the the Bat Bike has a face, which I loved. Not only did the Bat Bike <laughs> yeah, have a face, <laughs> the treads of the Bat Bike have the Bat Ears also, which is really nice. Very Ooh. special.
2: Does Catwoman's bike have a little uh it's got kitty cat things
0: it looks like from profile it looks like a tiger
1: (laughs) like a cat
2: yeah i think it's got kitty things
1: you're right yeah the bad cycle has tire tread with it's like the top of his cowl sort of the bat ears and the head
0: but it's got the beautiful thing i love where the front of it has the just the
1: eyes the lights yeah. yeah yeah that's cool you're right it's cool you, actually, yeah, it looks like his actual fucking cowl. It doesn't just look like a face. It looks like him. Yeah. That's rad.
2: Like, like Bruce Wayne's bald face. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Secret identity no more.
2: <laughs> Batman first shows up. Joker says, just entered Bat Country, like Fear Loathing in Las <laughs> Vegas.
1: Caught here in a fiery <laughs> <place>. <laughs> Um
2: Sorry. Catwoman But then sevenfold, I got it. She's about to skedaddle from the warehouse, and she says, "But the roof is getting too hot for this cat, like cat Cat on on hot tin tin roof." roof. Oh yeah. But in that same sentence, there's a typo because that two should have two O's and not a single O.
1: I noticed that too. Oh shit.
2: Oh balls. Uh, Fucking this
1: American English translation sucks. Yeah. God. God, Can't speak two languages,
3: good right?
2: right? This auction house is called Bernie's. And the auction happens on a Saturday. That's a weekend. Weekend at Bernie's.
1: Wow. Nice. That's a leap, but okay. I'm for it.
2: (laughs) Not intentional, but all these military goons in these assorted Joker masks remind me of this game called Army of Two. It was like super militant and gun-based, but you were like redesigning these ski masks a lot of times, and they were all... uh, Clown
1: faces
0: and happy faces. Yeah, right,
2: clown facey.
1: I got some, Mr. Warman's. <laughs> Warman's, yeah. I said the clown masks really—they reminded me of the first scene of The Dark Knight. We talked about that. Hey, the There's- boss, you never gonna see who the boss is, man. Uh, you don't see him. Uh, I'm guessing planet. he told me to take, <laughs> told you to take me. Oh, fuck it. You want a kiss? <laughs> Robert Kane Memorial Bridge. Uh, Batman digs his gauntlet into the side of the van to anchor himself to it. In the uh-huh. beginning, right? Just like uh, the beginning of The Dark Knight. Another little one is that Batman steals back the necklace from Catwoman, which I don't know why she thought the safest place to put it was just around her neck, and then fight Batman, but... That's how she rolled it. She's crazy. He snatched it off of her, dives off the roof, and she says, Bastard, which is just one word, but it's the same word that she used when she fell off the roof. Batman returns and landed in the gravel truck
3: kitty Um, litter truck. Exactly.
1: (laughs) I know you're very adamant that that was a kitty litter truck, which I'm equally adamant does not exist. Gotham is a huge city. There's enough kitty litter to need a truck just for kitty litter. Okay, pros. I will go first. My list is very short. It just says everything.
2: We can can move on from there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just special notice
0: for the colors, the watercolor specifically. yeah, The palette that he chose and then the textural effect of the watercolor, those two things together, that's a big part of what makes
1: this so unique and so just so beautiful. As true as that is, and as much as I agree with, I fucking love this artwork. It's one of my favorite books visually. I don't want to undercut how much I love the dialogue because I think it's easy to look at Marini and go, oh yeah, I mean, it looks great, but most... Writer, artist, one-man projects cannot do this level of execution on both. As much as I've talked about how I like the cohesion, this writing is fantastic. And for any minute gripes we had with the story threads at the very, very end, but the dialogue, man, it's just a fun fucking read. As much as it is engrossing and visually stunning, it's brisk too. It never drags. The pacing, yeah, yeah. it really, yeah. There's no fucking army of man bats in the middle. <laughs>
3: <Or you're laughs> There's like, no
0: because when we were talking this when I was talking about being confused, it brought me back to like Long Halloween or Dark Victory, where I do think that's part of the point of the book is you're supposed to be confused the whole time because yeah. it, it's the mystery of it. But sometimes it's too confusing or too drawn out. Yeah. This was never that.
1: I remember Ev saying, like, yeah, at a certain point, I just accepted. I'm not supposed to know what's happening until they tell me. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it all will be revealed unto me, I hope. <laughs> this isn't a con in any way, but...
1: Okay, I, well, then... <laughs> it's a pro, I guess. Look,
2: I'm no, not racist, no, but... It's just, it's, shut up. It's just a thought. I can't hear normal Joker voice on this Joker when I read this stuff. Huh.
1: So you're not getting just, the Hamill version of this
2: no and i don't know what it is but it doesn't uh so many inceptions of the joker seem like don't get me wrong this guy's a maniac but he always is like more maniacal and all this stuff or he's an older guy or maybe he smoked cigarettes at some point or something like that but this dude's whole energy is like that of a younger spunkier person to me And I don't, I just can't hear, I tried and I just can't hear a standard Joker voice on this character.
1: And they do a good job of keeping him light and fun and funny, like I mentioned, but in demonstrating with his actions that he's still that big of a threat. The cool thing about this is we're not like, reveling in the suffering he causes other people and seeing I was all really the disappointed. I distorted wanted to some suffering. faces and you know all the nasty grimaces and corpses and shit like we're seeing this demonstrated by him taking out his own goons who as an uh-huh. audience member we have a certain acceptance for bad guys taking out other bad guys you know uh-huh. and so we see how bad he is but he's delivered in a more jovial way uh-huh. cartoony way almost
0: Despite the fact that he literally dressed up like a woman, <laughs> he seems less flamboyant than like the Mark Hamill Joker of the other ones. Not less theatrical necessarily. Mm-hmm. But like when I was reading it in the same way that I don't hear the Hamill voice, it just didn't seem flamboyant in that way of like the I don't picture this Joker giggling as much or like
1: the
2: Yeah, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of laughing.
1: I got it. I got it. I think I'm hearing this Joker as Keith's un- legend. <laughs> keith legend no under the red hood oh dimaggio not like these guys these guys are kind of dead you know like i can get that kind of sure. deadpan from this sure delivery.
0: i don't picture him with that deep of a voice but that kind of delivery i can
1: see yeah it. definitely higher but that sort of style more of- more like girlish like you guys that's how it's
2: <laughs> yeah but He just strikes me as... Yeah, I do the Harley
1: but, impressions here. Not you. A
2: little.
1: Serving uh, it up, here's your chance. I can't. Give me a pudding. No, no. I think no Somebody one... Somebody give me a pudding right I think, now. I think See no me. one should be allowed to say pudding except Arlene Sorkin. I don't think anyone has done it right since. Okay. It's at once essential to the character and yet also a pale imitation every time. It's weird to me when other people do it. I don't know. Margot, Tara, I love you all, but like... Bill Cosby. (laughs) It's weird. It's weird. I'm just saying.
2: Another thing that I think is really tight, and it's just related to the fact that he's using the watercolors, but when you see Bruce, he bounces back and forth as to whether he's like clean-shaven or has this 5 o'clock shadow thing going on. Yeah. Marini doesn't draw in hairs, not like his details. Mm -hmm. It's just a little gray wash with the watercolor there's no textural anything to his face it's just as smooth but it's like but it's the smallest stubble it's like a and, shadow yeah just like this awesome little gray wash on his chin it looks way cool
0: <laughs>
1: like homer simpson is that what you're saying <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah exactly yeah, yeah. It's Got this
1: awkward brown so, yeah. yeah cons what do we have for cons mine is just as simple nothing the confusion i had about the plot and the the, the
0: paternity thing—that's thats about it.
1: Were, <laughs> on the last episode, I think when he was talking about how mentally superior he was. You are so simple that you don't <laughs> see
0: these complications because you just like you're very surface level. Uh, yeah, borderline deficient, I would say.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say that it was kind of confusing, but I'm used to being confused, <laughs> <and> still, <laughs> so it's totally
1: fine. Oh, that's good. Okay. We didn't do my my trademark trifecta. You're right. The Ben Polanski trifecta. (laughs) Detective.
2: Joker is a really good detective because he figures out that it's Bruce choking him when he's being choked by Batman. (laughs) He he recognizes his grip.
1: I know that grip. see your eyes. probably Mm. turning him on a little bit. That dress is not going to hide anything, I tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote that he did enhance some video stills of the kidnap video. To find Joker's location. He used, like, the logo on a barrel in the background uh, to find that it was, like, an abandoned fucking Wayne, Wayne Industries place. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that, that was
0: neat. His interrogation techniques weren't the most skillful detective. But they worked. they worked. That's true.
1: Yeah, well, they worked in the GCPD. They did not work in the streets. They he beat just, the shit out of people. <laughs> hurt point a of lot of people. Telling me things. Yeah. I bet insurance companies love Batman. Like, property medical you name it like oh shit yeah it's
2: a lot of paperwork but it's a lot of money
1: (laughs) (laughs) premiums going up ninja yeah
2: standard good ninja batman
0: but this is another one to me like the ego stuff where because generally it's not overdone with his combat abilities they're that much more standout like, there's yeah. those panels I was talking about, the the eight panel
1: where they're all... Um, the the close-up of, like, the gun butt hitting his head. Really
0: seeing each move that he's doing and imagining the work that goes into that and how impressive it is to pull that off versus, like, just showing him going to a room with 13 people
1: and beating them all. I feel like you keep saying this, the amount of work or how hard it is, and I can just picture you, like, sprawled out on the couch with, like... Cheetos on your lap, you know, and you're like, man, this shit's fucking crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they rub my belly. Like, oh, man, I, un-
1: I can relate. This is
0: fucking hard work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the the fight scenes are, are above average in this. The way action is portrayed is great, but also I feel like we get two fucking Affleck warehouse scenes in this story, one in each book, and uh, I absolutely love it. I don't eat Cheetos. I'm more of a Doritos guy. So Yeah. I like to get the variety box, so I just get, you know, like... But then you're going to have a whole bunch of that one that you don't want. Yeah, but you know what? Those are just Lay's, and they're still pretty good. <laughs> I never pick them out, but, like, I, so I started getting those packages, and I was like, oh, yeah, these are actually better than I thought. Yeah. When you run out of the other ones, yeah. Yeah.
2: I love regular potato chips.
1: Yeah, they're great.
0: Sun chips, when you get the sun oh, chips. Oh, sun are chips are
2: great. That, disgusting. Oh, the harvest cheddar? Fuck yeah. Uh, shout out to our sponsor... Sodium. <laughs> I, oh, thought you say,
1: I thought you were say subway. Do you never see him Salt. anywhere else? Gross. Trauma. No, not much.
2: It seems pretty composed in this.
1: Even the little kid is very like strong. The kid is actually great. I hate children and that <laughs> kid is great.
2: <laughs> Tell you what, <laughs> for a fictional child character, I like this one a little.
1: This is more of a Joker story for sure, but I think that his instinct, because you talked about like just re- rejecting this kid out of hand, but I saw his motivation to defend her. Like if you hear crazy things in the news or whatever about kids, you feel very strongly about that, you know, because they should be protected, and so he has that instinct, even though he's not like claiming responsibility for her in other ways. I like it, too, because, I mean, I think Batman would
0: do that for any kid, but there is something neat about it where if it is the case where he's discovered that that's Joker's kid...
2: He could be like, eh, oh, whatever. But I think any time... he
0: wouldn't do that, but just
1: that... Yeah. I think any time he sees a kid in peril, he is seeing himself. <laughs> As Damian Wayne would say, oh, isn't that your specialty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he's seeing an opportunity to save himself in some way. Mm-hmm. That's how I read him swooping in and, you know, saving the day in this one. Not like, he wouldn't if it wasn't, you know, if it was an 80-year-old lady. Instead, he would still save her. But, like, I just, I feel a little extra stakes when a kid is involved and he knows how that can affect someone's whole life. Well, and that segues into the thing I was kind
0: of hinting at earlier, which I would be interested to see a Marini story and art in the future about her. Because either way, whether she's Bruce Wayne's kid or she's Joker's kid, if you're accepting that at least part of what makes each of them unique characters is something fundamental to them, Mm. then what would their kid be like in Gotham in the world? Like, you could just the story you could tell from that of her becoming a criminal or becoming a vigilante or something.
1: So, like. Even though they already ran out of names when they came to Batwing, we want to see another. <laughs> I want to call it the Batmobile. Just be simple about it. <laughs> we need a sixth Robin. I think that's what
0: it is. Yeah, a four and a half or a five. The only reason I say four and a half is because of what I complained about with the story. That's okay. And as we've worked through it, I probably lean closer to a five. Damn straight. I want that's a Polonski five on this. I want it. I mean, I, <laughs>
2: give it to me, baby. I
0: didn't give a dark Knight a five so i don't know it's you need to temper your expectations
1: a bit but i think i would give this a five
0: was,
1: yeah
2: yeah oh my <laughs> yeah. god i am go.
1: the winner to quote norm again
2: <laughs> ev yep five is good i'll go with
1: that yeah five no question loved it love marini love my commission on the wall
0: <laughs> they'll invite you to one of those movies one of these days
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is robin thanks for checking out the Bad fanatic podcast with sammy Warman.
1: All right. That is our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. That was a super fun one for me, both being one of my favorite titles. And I don't know what got into us, but that was just an extra funny one. Even just to sit here and edit, I I was laughing out loud. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. Please check out The Dark Prince Charming. This book is insanely good and deserves far more credit. Now, if you like the show, please subscribe to it. Take a screenshot, post that to your stories. Let people know that we're out here. And, of course, if you got the iPhone, give us that five-star rating and review. Let people know what you like about the show and all of our bullshit that makes you smile. Now, we are going to come back with the conclusion of the Damian Wayne trilogy on video with Batman Bad Blood.
3: Stay tuned.